One of the aspects of podcasting I enjoy the most is the ability to delve into long-form discussions without any interruption other than a periodic commentary about one of our partners. I'm grateful that Calfi has agreed to partner with us. They are a full-service firm, every type of legal need. So whether it's selling your own business or the more routine needs of creating your first will or anything in between, uh, this firm can really do it all in terms of legal needs. Once again, the firm is Calfi. You can find them at calfee.com or on the UpTo Foundation website. During the first season of the UpTo podcast, I had several companies and entrepreneurs approach me about potential partnerships, but I'm really selective before choosing to do something like that. One choice we did make happily is to partner with Vivid Front, a full-service digital marketing and website design agency based in Cleveland that works with both local and national brands, a firm I liked before we agreed to partner together for the show. Check out vividfront.com or you can email me and I'll introduce you to their dynamic leader, Andrew Spott. Welcome to another episode of Up To. Our host, as always, is Adam Kaufman, but today Adam is not going to be interviewing anyone. However, before we get to that, I would like to mention a few milestones that we've reached here at the Up To podcast. First, we've now been downloaded in 50 countries. So we're very excited and thankful for that. And secondly, and this is more of a request than anything, here in the United States, we've been downloaded in 48 states. We want you to share the Up To podcast with anyone you know that could find it beneficial, someone in leadership or entrepreneurship or an individual pursuing those things. But right now, we're especially interested in finding listeners in those two missing states, Nebraska and Mississippi. If you know someone in those states, now is a great time to share the Up To podcast with them. And with that, I'll welcome Adam to the show. Adam, how are you doing? I'm well, Dave, but what are we doing here today? If it's not an episode, what are we doing? Well, we just finished... Uh, season two. Season two, that's right. Thanks for all of your great work on that. And uh, I just wanted to make sure that we got together and did a quick recap because we had so many incredible guests. We really did. And there were so many takeaways that felt really, really important. And I kind of just wanted to make sure that we uh, emphasize those. I thought that was a great idea. And truly, I hadn't thought of it. So it's kudos to you. And I hope our listeners realize that we have heard a little bit more of our super producer, Dave Douglas, each episode. Because I love your involvement with the program, not only behind the scenes, but uh, on air too. So thanks for doing this today, Dave. Yeah, you're welcome. And also... To enhance today's micro episode, I asked one of our favorite partners, Vivid Front, and specifically Madison Saihaki, to join us today. Did I say that correct? You did. All right, great. It was great. And Madison is going to help us also get her perspective on the season. She's been an avid listener throughout up to his history. And I love her perspective as well because she represents a little different demographic, age, and female, and she's a creative type, unlike me. So, so glad you're here. So glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course, she is on the Vivid Front team, and they're a marketing agency, right, Maddie? Yes, we're always looking for those nuggets that we can share to bring more listenership, but also more value to the listeners. Multiple hats, because you as an individual as well, you have your own career and your own life. So I've enjoyed hearing how some of the messages have resonated with you personally as well. And that they have. 
We've now completed uh, 22 episodes of the Up To podcast, including our special series with Umberto Fideli. And we're gearing up for a third. Thankfully, our sponsors have committed to another season, which is tremendous. We're grateful for that. And just as importantly, our listeners are encouraging us to keep going. So we are now in the process of selecting our season three guests. I've had some recommendations and referrals from listeners. So thank you. Please keep those coming. We're going to schedule and then interview and produce nine more episodes, and we hope to release in mid-spring. Okay, Adam, so if you're going to look back, do you have some favorite moments? Do you have some favorite quotes that you can kind of pull from episodes that have really stuck with you? Something that I just can't stop thinking about, Dave and Maddie, is so many people have told me about the Doug Holiday episode former U.S. ambassador and Goldman Sachs executive Doug Holliday, that they literally had to repeat uh, some of the moments and take notes because he was just rolling off one powerful lesson after another. I remember two different people called me saying they were driving. They pulled over to write something down that he had said. So that's like something I didn't expect. I mean, Dave, you were there with me in D.C. Yeah when we were interviewing him. But when he was saying, for instance, like our point of identity is, is not our strength, our point of identity with others should actually should be our weaknesses and our fears and worries, and that that makes us more relatable, that was really powerful. Yeah, I was really blown away by that. And I've heard you say that um, before. And my understanding is that you've kind of gotten that from him. Absolutely. Because he said that to you before, actually. Yep. So years it's, ago. It's very natural for us to be wandering around kind of touting all of our strengths and our accomplishments to all yeah. the people around us. That's human nature to talk about our most proud aspects of our life. It's great to be able to commiserate with other people mm-hmm. uh, in our shortcomings. Another moment which wasn't expected but I enjoyed after it happened is interviewing Baker Mayfield, the NFL quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner. He was the first person that I interviewed who I didn't previously have a relationship with. So I wasn't sure how that would go. But we quickly developed a rapport, thankfully. But the secret weapon was his wife and I talked for half an hour before Baker arrived. And I really liked Emily. And so I called an audible and I invited her onto the show, like during the show. Yeah. You were there. Yeah. And that made him even more relaxed, I think, to have his wife there. And so I really liked how that sounded later, uh, having his wife on. That's the first time we've had like a husband and wife combination. Yeah, I agree. Madison, what did you think about that? I loved her reference to his bracelet. The humble over hype was the perfect tie-in. It was meant to be um, perfect quotable for us from a marketing side. And I didn't even know he had that. It was perfect. She was great. Yeah, she was great. I really enjoyed uh, her hanging out beforehand, and uh, and I think she was a. I actually kind of wish she was in the episode more. It was a, it was a little bit of a short episode itself. Um, it was at uh, you know an event that was like for the public, and so there was a lot of commotion and whatnot. So it was a little bit of a different format. So I want to hear a little bit more from Madison right now. And one of the reasons I invited Madison to join us today is because she has this unusual uh, background in that she has worked at Town Hall. Yes, one of, one of our partners. <laughs> she currently is an important executive at Vivid Front, another one of our partners. Indeed. And if she wasn't such a slacker, she could go to law school and then go work for Calfee, our third partner, maybe someday. <laughs> I live right down the street. See what I, I mean? Commute. So you are the perfect 
contributor to this special episode. Yeah, Town Hall was great. Um, I worked there in college, so it was kind of my side hustle um, while also interning at Vivid Friends. So I worked at both places at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, Bobby George was great. He's, you know, a really strong leader at Town Hall. Everyone kind of admires him. Still our most downloaded episode, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and I loved, you know, his insights when you were chatting with Baker about servant leadership. Um, I think Baker really related well to that from Bobby George. Um, he's been an inspiration to a lot of people at Town Hall. It's, uh, it's a family there. I can attest More to broadly, that. what about the entire season? Is something sticking in your head or touched your heart in a way that you didn't expect? You know, the strongest message for me this season was about your circle and how— the most important decision you can make is who you surround yourself with. Almost every guest uh, talked about the intention of who your circle is, whether it be family, friends, business colleagues. Um, That's a really important decision. I think that, you know, it affects you in all stages of life. So at 23, um, I've already seen it an important part in my life, Mm. something your parents tell you to do from a young age, um, know who you're around, you are who your friends are, Yes. um, but something that follows you through life. So do you think you have a good circle? I hope so. Feel good about your circle? Yeah, um, especially in my career. Andrew Spott, our CEO. what a um, dynamic leader. A mentor to me and to many at our office. Um, And Lisa Perry, uh, she's been a mentor to me as well. His right hand and really has helped me through my career so far. Terrific. Anything else from season two that sticks out for you, or, or a favorite moment with a guest perhaps, or no. more about the tremendous host of Up To? <laughs> my my favorite guest, I have to say, was Joe Polizzi, mm. um, mostly because of my background in marketing. Mm-hmm. I really liked his approach to goal setting um, and the, the three R's that he mentioned. He was very intentional about his goal setting. Yeah, I really resonated with that. This is the way that you start, as I think, as just being a productive human being. And the one is record. We just talked about that. Write down your desires, whatever they may be, in those categories we just talked about. So that's that's record. The second one is review. Review those goals on a regular basis. We just talked about that. And then the third one, which we haven't talked about, is remove. What is in your way that you're not accomplishing those goals. Oh, I so see. remove that. That's great. How about you, Dave? Anything else coming to mind from well, your side? I suppose like a lot of people, uh, that Doug Holiday episode I thought was really incredible and really stuck with me. Outside of that one, I think my next favorite one was uh, the time that we spent with Dr. Gilanov, mm-hmm. uh, the heart surgeon at, at the, the Cleveland, Cleveland Clinic. Clinic. Right. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was just a, a really special time that we had there kind of having this insight into his outlook and uh, a person that, of course, all these people are extremely successful, but this is a person who's like, their successes are like every day, like saving 10 people's lives, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, it's just, it's- All in a day's work. Yeah, and it's just incredible hearing him talk about it. It'd be very easy for him to uh, certainly give himself uh, right. a lot of importance um, and kind of have that air about him, but he really didn't at all. Uh, so I just really enjoyed that time. I came here today planning on bringing that up, so it's terrific. You had the same memory. Uh, Madison, to refresh uh, your and everyone's memory, it's when I was talking about how Dr. Gilanov was number one in his class at a prestigious high school, Mm -hmm. and he was number one in his class at Yale, and he was number one in his class at Johns Hopkins Medical School, the number one ranked medical school. And now he was chairman of the number one ranked heart center. 
And I was asking him, does he set these goals, speaking of Joe Polizzi, to always be number yes. one? And I, I said, I even give you permission to say, yes, you set goals. But he didn't. He just said, we always just try to do the best we can. And I said, but you're number one at everything. And he goes, yeah, that's that's kind of nice. And Dave and I were just like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. We could not believe how humble he was. Can't get more humble than that. Let's talk about school. You were number one in your class in high school. You were number one in your class uh, at Yale. You were number one in your class at Johns Hopkins, which... Hopkins and Harvard are ranked the top medical schools every year. And now you're the chairman of heart surgery at the number one ranked heart center. Are you trying to be at the top? I can only try to be the best I can be. And that's about it. So you weren't motivated to be number one in your class? Oh, it's a- Is there a competitive streak in you at all? I guess that's what I'm searching for. I mean, um, it's a nice thing, but uh, there's always gonna be someone somewhere who's better. Without a doubt. You're listening to the Up To Podcast. We'll be right back. I want to tell you about a group that I'm grateful for, and that is Town Hall, Cleveland's most popular restaurant. Town Hall was the first all-non-GMO restaurant in the U.S., and they're now expanding into Columbus, Ohio soon. I'm also very selective about who we choose to partner with for this podcast, and it was with open arms that I embraced the idea of partnering with Bobby George and Town Hall. To learn more about what they're up to, you can visit townhallohiocity.com. You're listening to the Up To Podcast with host Adam Kaufman. Welcome back. Another favorite moment of mine was with Philippe Bourguignon. He was the former CEO of Euro Disney and the co-CEO of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, a really global citizen. And I'm passionate about searching out humility. This whole show is about humble leaders. But he coined a phrase that I hadn't thought about before. He said, we're most successful with a limited ego because our ego can blind us. Yep. And I love that phrase. And I don't know if it was because of his friend's translation in his head, but <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard Americans talk about ego blinding us because we shut our eyes to new opportunities or to criticism. Yeah. And I think Bernie also, if I remember correctly, touched on ego and talked a lot about the importance of a partner. Bernie Marino, the businessman, now technologist. Yes, keeping you grounded and somebody who can kind of check you uh, to make you, you know, come back to that place of humility and realize that ego doesn't have a place in growth. That was a good point. He and I both shared that our wives served that role importantly for us. Yeah. Yep. Whether a partner or a, you know, colleague, it's really important to have that someone who would check you. So I loved when Philippe said that. And then I also found Scott Wolstein, the real estate developer who had this privileged family that he was born into, but then his hardworking life and his rise to success. And then he lost it all and he's trying to work it back again. I loved his storytelling And he said, if you remember, Dave, if we don't take anything for granted, it's a lot easier to be happy. Mm. Love it. I mean, that's simple, but tremendous. Yeah, it's really tough to put yourself in that position, though, like to actually honestly not take things for granted. Yeah, so just think about that for a minute. If we don't take anything for granted, like this sweater that keeps me warm or this roof over our head, I mean, that's tremendous. What else? Do you have any other favorite moments, Maddie? Um, Another favorite from Bernie was about indecision um, and being confident and how being indecisive can, you know, create an enemy within yourself. Um, I really liked that message for a younger demographic because I think it can be hard to, 
you know, stand by your opinions and your thoughts and follow your gut um, when you don't have a lot of background or knowledge or tacit knowledge to... Small sample size. Exactly. (laughs) I really liked that moment. Um, Another favorite was from you, our host, um, talking about relationship equity. Mm. And I know you shared that with me in meetings that we've had one-on-one and with our team at Vivid. Um, But I thought that message was really strong. Oh, thank you. I like the the ATM reference, what you put in versus what you take out. Um, Make more deposits than withdrawals. And I've shared that message with a lot of people. Awesome. Thank you. And I've loved how the younger generation have continually told me that they like hearing these lessons in the beginning of their career. Yes. Uh, I'm 49, so a lot of us are like looking backwards or trying to improve during this next phase. But I love that so many of you in your cohort are encouraged to start off uh, on these paths of lessons learned from the older people who've already been there, done that, made the mistakes. Yeah, we can make it actionable. Awesome. And that's that's something that I think is worth stressing too, because Adam, you yourself expressed that you thought maybe this would be more, you know, leaning towards a demographic that's a little bit older. Like my um, peer group, right? Yeah. And it's been pretty equal across what seems to be uh, all all age demographics, really. The, the universal truth and encouragement and wisdom that, that your guests are talking about here are really applicable no matter how old you are. It transcends age. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Adam, so we've talked a little bit about some of our takeaways and our feelings about this uh, the season and how, how it went and some of the wisdom that we were able to glean from, from your guests. And I'm wondering if we can uh, once again hear just a little bit from some of your listeners. We definitely can do that. And I love feedback and I accept all types of feedback, criticisms as well as compliments. So please continue to email me, text me, or even send something into the show. I sat down today in the studio and Dave handed me a card and a book, The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. So thank you. I won't uh, give the last name, but Jessica, thank you so much for writing this lovely note of encouragement and providing this book to read. I really appreciate it. And additionally, we get a lot of electronic mail in today's age, Dave. One of my favorites recently came in. Hello, Adam. My name is Lindsay. And I'm an entrepreneur and physical therapist, and I just wanted to share that I'm greatly enjoying your podcasts. As the daughter of two exceptionally humble and remarkable parents, I have long admired leaders who demonstrate humble greatness coupled with abundant kindness. For many years, I watched my father in board meetings almost always be the last person to speak on his own accord when he did speak after careful consumption of all views To my repeated astonishment, he could alter the air in the room with just a few sentences. I have come to appreciate this subtle expression of power, and I just love how you amplify leaders with these traits on your podcast. Thank you for refilling my cup and giving me further nourishment to grow in my own endeavors with entrepreneurship. With gratitude, Lindsay Watson the CEO of Augment Therapy. Wasn't that nice? Wow. Refilling her cup. I love that. And I loved it because, again, it's a younger entrepreneur, Mm. an example of the crowd I wasn't expecting who would listen so much to these episodes, but great to hear from her. And I have one more as I stumble right now. Um, Dear Mr. Kaufman, I played college golf and first of all, Mr. Kaufman, now (laughs) signifying I am an older person. Dear Mr. Kaufman, I played college golf and after graduating last year with a degree in business, I moved to Washington, D.C. to work in digital media. 
digital media. Digital media. I'm thoroughly enjoying my experience at my company, and I'm eager to continue to challenge myself to live a life of meaningful impact. I take personal development seriously. I love studying the many aspects of leadership, and your Up To podcast has been a great source of inspiration for me. I often find myself having to pause and take notes on the content discussed. So yet again, someone taking notes, never expected that. So I've always been interested in leadership development and gaining perspective on how to navigate life in a meaningful way. And then this young man boldly asks, you gotta ask for it, right, take the risk. Would you be interested in grabbing lunch or coffee sometime? Wow. <laughs> yeah, he went for it. He did. That's good. So I met with Anton in Washington, D.C., wow. and we had coffee, and he's a really sharp young man, and I'm really rooting for him now. I'm on his team. That's amazing. Wow. Kind of fun. Uh, Adam, will you have coffee with me sometime? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to, Dave. That's great. Yeah. This has been a really great time to do a little recap here. And uh, Madison, I want to thank you for coming in and spending a little Madison, bit of time. Madison, thank with, you. Thank you so Adam much for having me. This is your first, but hopefully not your last podcast. Appearance. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Maybe we can get Madison on the podcast again. Maybe next recap. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for uh, the idea of doing this, Dave. Looking forward to season three. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Up To Podcast. Please continue to share and send your feedback to adam at uptofoundation.org. Up To is a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thanks to our producer and audio engineer, Dave Douglas. I'm your host, Adam Kaufman, and thank you so much for listening to the Up To Podcast.